0: what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.
1: Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad.
0: Hey, Meredith, how's it going today?
1: It's going well. How are you?
0: I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay, but... Last night's show is the show that I, as a dad, find most distasteful because Bachelor Matt is dating three ladies and he has the opportunity to spend the night with each of them in the fantasy suite. Meredith, my question to you, how do you reconcile this behavior with the fact that Monday, yesterday, the day of the show, was International Women's Day?
1: Oh. That's a great question. You told me you had had a tough question for me. I also have a tough question for you, but I will answer yours first. Um, you know, part about the, – the fun part about being a woman in this day and age is that we we are um, more open about our sexuality. You know, women like sex these days. It's not a bad thing. No, and, no, no, no. <laughs> that's
0: the, That's the wrong answer.
1: oh that's i don't know what you're looking for then another another take on it could be that we're going to have a bachelorette season soon and every other day of the year is international men's day you know so on international men's day our next bachelorette will probably get to sleep with three guys too so equality
0: well i i i think it's I don't think that we should be having 364 men's days and one women's day that that doesn't feel equal to me. So, uh, anyway, I just, uh, I, as a dad, uh, the, the show feels very uncomfortable, awkward. So, uh, but you know, that's, I guess that's the whole brand name of, of the bachelor.
1: Well, my question to you is, if you were one of the three women that is left on the show going to fantasy suite dates, would you want to have the first, second, or third date? There is a right answer.
0: Well, I don't often, I don't often try to put myself in the position of, of twenty-year-old women uh having fantasy dates with with a gentleman. Uh, you know, so I, I guess I'll try to answer that from a more strategic way. And I'm, I guess the answer is either the first or the last. I don't think it's the middle. Um, you know, the first sort of sets the tone. The last might be the one that you remember the, the most, but I think I'm going to say the first, but I don't, you know, what, what is the right answer?
1: I would say the first, not from a strategic standpoint, but from a um, cameras turned off behind closed doors standpoint. I think I would want to go first rather than third, just because, uh, you know, it it seems a little icky the the further down the line we get. Well,
0: the whole thing seems pretty icky. So, so I mean, I, I I'm feeling bad already that I even answered that question. But uh, <laughs> let's let's move along and and see if there are any good things that we can say about this uh, last night's episode.
1: Okay, well, I have one high, and I don't even really know if it's a high, but I kind of enjoyed Matt and Michelle's weird spa date. You know, when I think of a spa date, it doesn't um, tend to include milk baths or oatmeal foot baths or rubbing butter all over each other, but I got a good laugh out of it because – Michelle kept asking Matt if he was going to taste everything like she'd be like oh what is that you should taste it and it it just I think that they have such like a a light banter they're very funny with each other and I think they have a good connection I like watching them interact well
0: I, I I also think they have a a really good connection. Probably. I think probably he connects better with her than, than either of the other two ladies that were on last night's show. Um, yeah, so I, I, I guess I sort of put as a low, just uh, how little the uh, bachelor franchise seems to be spending on these dates, you know, and, and I, I know it's a, I know it's a pandemic, but uh, you know, we're going to give you a Pennsylvania Dutch spa treatment, they're at, the, they're at the the resort, I assume. Uh, you know, poor Brie. You know, what what are we doing there? I mean, we're we're going out and we're just gonna sit in the woods with the fire and 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 scare you into think that you're gonna have to sleep out here. And then I, I sort of put as a high, and this is this is like a, the old dad sort of reasoning here, the, the pottery date, just because it reminded me of the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore, a classic movie, which you probably have not seen, but you should. Uh, so that reminded me of, of the movie Ghost and, and brought back some nice memories for that. So to me, that was a little bit of a high, but I was I was working hard to find it.
1: I have not seen that movie, but I do enjoy some pottery and ceramics. So I, I enjoyed that part of the date. I I also had as a low breeze hiking slash camping date you know if i made it to the top three of the bachelor and put myself through so much emotional and mental turmoil for six weeks and then the guy's like oh grab a backpack we're going hiking i think i would quit then and there i'd be like you know what this freaking sucks i don't want to camp in my real life i don't want to camp and the bachelor when we're supposed to have these magical fancy dates you know i'm i'm out of here and brie made it very clear She's not an outdoorsy girl.
0: And and I think Matt made it clear that he's really not uh the rugged uh camping outdoorsy guy either. They 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 both seem to appreciate the uh, the resort and and uh but I, 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 w- I was a little dumbfounded by it, you know, that, you know, this is the bachelor, you know, this is, this is the cool one-on-one date, the uh, you know, pre-fantasy sweet date. We're just going to sort of sit around the fire by the woods, make s'mores. And it, it, it seemed a little bit lame.
1: Yeah. I think I can tell that the uh, producers are starting to lose their creative edge. You know, they've been in Nima colon for however many weeks now and they're, they're like, you know, we've, We've done the skydiving, we've done a random carnival out in the middle of the woods. We've had some people come in to sing. Like we we're running low on ideas here. Matt just go hang out in the woods for the afternoon.
0: Well, the, the, the other high that I had, and I'll be interested in your take is that I I did appreciate the conversation that Matt had with his father. You know, they that that seemed to be sensitive. I don't know. You know, maybe Maybe that's sort of a dad thing. You know, I, I'm scratching my head thinking, well, you don't want to have this on camera. but And, and I felt, I, I, I almost wondered whether Matt's dad uh, didn't really know what the conversation was supposed to be. Sort of like, hey, uh, your son's in a resort. Uh, come see him. It's going to be cool. Uh, I'm not sure he was ready for all the heavy baggage, but it seemed to turn out nicely. What was your take on that?
1: Well, so I put the conversation as a low just because of how uncomfortable I felt throughout it. And I, I felt like it was – I was watching a conversation that I wasn't supposed to be a part of and that the nation wasn't supposed to be a part of. Um, it, it seemed to go downhill pretty quickly at the beginning. And, you know, it, it did end, I think, on a high note. But I, I was kind of confused because I was under the impression that Matt and his dad didn't have much of a relationship, so maybe I'm wrong there, but it seemed odd that this would be the the timing of a reconciling conversation between them. I don't, it, I just can't, if I were in Matt's shoes, I'm not sure that when I'm on a national TV show is really when I want to bring my estranged parent back into my life. It's just, I'm glad that, they ended on a high note and that they want to work on their relationship together. But it just, I don't think that was something that needed to be shared with everyone.
0: They they share everything on this show. They're, they're basically half naked people in milk baths and everything. And this is what you don't want them to share on this show.
1: Yeah. This is more serious. This is, this is, this is more human. You know, I, it kind of goes into my right reason, which I, I gave to Matt because of the conversation with his dad. You know, I think that he was trying to talk to his dad about his experiences in life and how his dad wasn't there for him, but he wanted to forgive him and move forward. Um, And I, I think it was very big of him to be able to do that. And I also think it was the most human and relatable we'd ever seen, Matt. It made me like him more than I think I've ever liked him before. But I still just feel like, you know we we see a lot of drama when it comes to dating and relationships and girl fights on the show but i think bringing in some family trauma and struggles is is a new level that i'm it's a little too serious for me i think we've got a lot of serious stuff going on this season when it comes to to race and then adding in fam- familial issues is it's just too much i need something more lighthearted
0: Okay. Well, I, and, and I, I agree with much of what you're saying. You know, the, the fact that it's, was, seemed to be one of the more human things happening on the show, I guess to me made it a highlight. But I also, I do agree with you that, that, uh, it, it, it was awkward. It was the sort of, I guess I'm sort of the, the sucker for the, the father son or the father daughter conversations. Um, but, uh, I don't think I would want mine on television. So I'm, I'm with you on that.
1: And it, it was just so heartbreaking seeing, seeing Matt's interview when he was talking about how his dad would come by to drop off shoes or pizza and he starts crying and he's like, you know, I didn't need shoes. I didn't need pizza. I just needed my dad there for me. And it's just like that got me in the heart. And I was just like, wow, Matt, like you have you hu- you're, you're a human. You have feelings. This is I don't know. It was a side of Matt that was sad to see, but I I liked getting to see it because I felt like he was more relatable.
0: By by the way, I'm sending you some shoes today. I hope you like them.
1: <laughs> I would I would prefer pizza, thank you. Sure.
0: Okay. <laughs> all right. Well <laughs> uh, that's that's all I've got for highlights there, kid.
1: <laughs> I I ran out of my highlights a while ago. We we've, we've already talked about all of my lows too. So do you have any lows to discuss?
0: Well, I've got two I think, relatively significant lows that I would like to bring up. Number one, are the girls required to compare notes about their overnight dates and to sort of sit there on the couches when the girl walks in in the morning after? I mean, because it just looks like they're trying to twist the knives in each other. I don't think in each other. I think the bachelor producers are trying to twist the knives in the girls. I mean, it, it seems to me that perhaps they would be better served going to their rooms and not waiting to see somebody walking in with a big, I spent the night with Matt smile on their face.
1: Yeah. I believe this is um, a relatively new event that the producers are doing. I think it started with pilot Pete season when we had um, Victoria and Hannah, Ann and Maddie, and they would all, they were all sitting in the same room. That was the first time we ever saw it. And then, now that they're all in the same resort together all the time, they're making it them do it as well. And it's very uncomfortable, you know, watching the girl walk in with this really big grin on her face, trying to control it and be like, oh, yeah, we had a good time. Like, it was really nice. And, and they're all sitting there like, oh, okay, this is super awkward. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative. A custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. I I do think that we've we've seen that usually there tends to be one girl, one person that kind of breaks down from this. So it seems like the producers know that if they continue to do it, they're always going to have that one person that's going to freak out about it. But I think that storyline's getting a little contrived at this point. We've, we've seen it a lot. We know that someone's not going to like to know that the guy that they're in love with is sleeping with two other girls before them.
0: Well, anyway, that, that just seemed unnecessary and, and just putting, putting these girls through more pain and anxiety than necessary. But, uh, I guess that's that's the sort of reality TV that uh, they're looking for, and the the other low light I had is it, it seems to me in the other bachelor shows that I've watched when we get to this point that um the the bachelor or bachelorette has found a better way to let down uh, a person that might have shared the fantasy suite with them than actually letting it go to the rose ceremony it seems like they might have made a private visit saying hey uh, I, you've got to leave and and, and have a, a more personal approach as opposed to I'm handing you a rose I'm not handing you a rose so I I didn't like the I don't like the way that Matt was handling his business there I thought he could have gone to Brie uh, and had a, a private conversation before it got to the rose ceremony and I thought that would have been more appropriate.
1: Yeah, that probably would have been more appropriate. I don't think that there was anything in their fantasy suite date that made it seem like Bree was going to be the one going home. So I'm sure she was very blindsided by it. But you know, Matt might not have known until the day of, but I still think that he could have talked to the producers and said that, you know, I I value Bree and respect her and I don't want to put her through this. So I think that's fair.
0: Well, thank you. I think he <laughs> needs to do a better job of taking care of his business.
1: Okay. Well, so. I already talked about Matt being my right reason for his conversation with his dad. Who was your right reason of the episode?
0: Michelle was my right reason for the episode. I just thought that they had a very, I'm not going to say a very nice date in that uh, you know they were stuck with these crazy spa things from oatmeal, which they soaked their feet in. I thought there was like something like an oatmeal facial. I didn't know if they were supposed to put it on their face. Were there directions at this date on how they were supposed to do all this stuff? Who knows? I guess they, they were getting some direction, but they, they just seemed to be very comfortable with one another. Uh, she strikes me as being very thoughtful and intelligent. Uh, I thought she did a, a good job of, of, getting Matt to open up about his father. And then as we saw the other dates, I realized that the floodgates had been unlocked and he was going to talk about that with everybody. But, uh, uh, I just, I just find her to be, to, to be very enthusiastic. And they just seem to be the right match to me from the fact that they're, they're both very athletic. Uh, they seem to, to get along very well. Uh, so, so I like I like Michelle and she gets my right reason.
1: Yeah, I think that Michelle is probably a bit too cool for Matt, but I do think that they they work well together. I if Michelle is not picked at the end, I would like for her to be a, a bachelorette at some point in the future. I think that she would be a good lead. Um, I do hope that her students that we met last week, or two weeks ago via Zoom, we're not watching her her um, food spa date. I think that would be a little inappropriate. I hope that they haven't been watching a majority of this season as elementary school kids. But I, yeah, I think Matt and Michelle have the best connection, so I think that's a good pick for right reason. On the other hand, my wrong my wrong reason goes to Pouty Baby Rachel um, for just having being a little pouty baby the whole episode you know she is upset that she has to watch Michelle and Brie go on their dates and she has to cry about it and then she has to be really pouty during the first part of her date with Matt and she's just wasting her time with him at that point like put on a happy face be okay with it this is what you signed up for I just don't have much sympathy for it. I, I said it before, but I think the storyline is something we've seen before and I, I'm kind of tired of it.
0: I, I I hear you and, and and I can, I can go along with that. I mean, I, I as I've said, this whole episode is from a dad's perspective, not a pleasant one. Uh, the the ladies, know what they've signed up for at this point in time. Um, I'm sure that doesn't make it <clears throat> easier for them to, uh, uh, you know, watch the, the person that they think they're in love with, spend time with other ladies. But, um, you know, that's, that's not a new twist to the, to the bachelor franchise. So that's, uh, that's the way it works. So, um, my wrong reason, um, you know, and, and you know, he's collected several of these from me. Continues to be Matt James, <laughs> uh, and you know, he. So, I guess what I struggle with is just whether the commitment is going to be there with him at the end. And we've talked about his conversations with his father. Um, you know, and it just had me scratching my head of, you know, how much, how much, how many of. My kids' issues are due to me, and how long will they be blaming me for this? Uh, you know, how much did we screw you up? Uh, you know, and also the fact that he seemed to be able to get all the girls to say "I love you," but I don't know if he said "I love you" back to any of them. You tell me. Tell me what you think there.
1: Well, typically the lead is not supposed to say "I love you" back to any of them until the final rose has been given out and they are engaged. That is typically how it goes. However, that rule has been broken many times by elite. So he's, he could say it back if he really wanted to, but it does, you know, if he says it to one girl, it does kind of take the uh, drama out of what's going to happen through the rest of the season. So.
0: Is he he allowed to say I'm falling in love with you or, or something to, to show that there might be some reciprocity there?
1: yeah I think he he can and I think he might have whenever his first one on one date with Rachel, I think that she said something along those lines and he said it back to her if I remember correctly. Okay. All okay right. well, All I know right. I know you always tend to pick Matt as the the wrong reason, but I, I think that he did a good job this this week working with what he he was given. Um, My MVP of the episode, it was kind of a hard pick. Didn't love a lot that was going on this week, but I gave the MVP to Brie. I felt like she was a trooper throughout the camping slash hiking date, and she really connects with Matt when they talk about um, Matt's dad and the conversation he had with him because Brie can relate growing up with a single mother and not being close with her dad, so I think that they – they connect on a deeper level in that way, then I think that Matt can connect with uh, Michelle or Rachel since both of their parents are still together. And I think that Brie had a pretty classy exit as well since she was blindsided. You know, she wasn't storming off or making a big fit. You could tell, you know, she was obviously upset, but she was like, I can't be mad at you. Like, I can just be sad and disappointed, but you have to follow your heart and I'm not going to – be upset about that. So I, I think she was pretty classy. So hats off to her for that. But I do have some, um, Meredith advice for her. This is why we don't quit our jobs for men.
0: I think that's good advice. And, uh, I, I think that's a good choice. And, and, and I did think that Brie, uh, in, in my view, didn't have the same sort of connect, doesn't, didn't have the same sort of connection that, uh, Michelle did with Matt but it there, there just seemed to be to me more of a comfort level between Bree and Matt than with Rachel and Matt so I, I was I don't know if I was necessarily surprised because I think our antenna have been up this whole season at least since the whole Chris Harrison stuff and 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 the Rachel stuff and we sort of suspected that uh, Rachel she may well win, uh, but certainly would be there, uh, at the end. Uh, but, uh, it just seemed to me that there, there just seemed to me to be a better fit with Michelle and Bree than Rachel. So I was a little surprised by that. And, and hats off to Bree; She did handle herself very well in a very difficult situation. Um, you know, again, I don't like to think like a 25 year old uh, woman very often, but, but, you know, part of me was thinking, um, uh, So, so this guy just slept with Bree a few days ago and now you're giving me my walking papers. Doesn't seem cool.
1: No, definitely doesn't seem cool. And we don't know for sure if any of them slept with Matt, but we, we can guess that they probably weren't playing Monopoly in there all night. So I, I think that Bree did a good job this episode, even though she was dealt a tough hand and I, I, I imagine that we will see Brie again in the future.
0: No, I I, I like Brie. So I I hope that she finds other things to do, but, uh, you know, good luck to Brie. She seemed, she seemed to be, uh, you know, one of the the ladies who didn't fall into the bullying scene. Um, um, So, so we like Brie. So can I, can I give you a couple pieces of fatherly advice before we leave?
1: Yes, please.
0: So uh, just just from the whole madness dad situation, um, I, I thought the you know, dads showing up and having tough conversations with their kids is uh, something that dads need to aspire to. And I hope that kids can accept and, and understand that we do that because we love them. Which was obviously pointed out that Dad, uh, Matt's Dad, had not done a very good job of that. So it just sort of struck me that that was something important that that Nad's dads need to be doing. And you know, my advice to you and and other daughters out there: don't sleep with a guy who is dating and sleeping with other girls at the same time. Those are guys that you should be avoiding. So that's that's my other fatherly advice for this episode.
1: Wow, we love some good sex advice from our dads. That is really what this whole podcast is all about.
0: You, you keep saying sex. Stop saying sex.
1: That's the word for it.
0: Okay. What's so? What do we have next week? This is, next week is the the finale.
1: Next week is the finale. Yes, we have three hours of the Bachelor to watch next Monday night got the finale followed by After the Final Rose, which we talked about last week, hosted by Emmanuel Acho. It should be an interesting um, finale. I'm very curious to see how the After the Final Rose goes, and we should be finding out who our new Bachelorette is. Very exciting stuff next week, so join us next time as we discuss the finale from the right perspective and my dad.